Welcome to another edition of the Corona Chronicles, because lies are the virus and truth is the cure. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, from Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. This is part five. To listen to previous installments, subscribe at VeritasRadio.com and support a truly independent platform. Oh, and remember, if you are a Veritas subscriber, you can download the audio of this and all Corona Chronicles. And if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe to the channel, and share it far and wide. Because I guarantee you, the mainstream media will not bite the hand that feeds them. Let's begin. Many of you keep asking me if I have changed my mind from my initial theory. The answer is, with a few minor adjustments, I still stand with what I said on the first installment. But one thing is for sure. This is turning into a distraction. As some of you may have heard, the price of oil has taken a nosedive. A worldwide lockdown has dropped demand to an all-time low. Negative $37 per barrel as of a few days ago. Meaning, companies are paying consumers, large companies, to take excess oil off their hands. When you look at the supply chain, it gets really crazy. Consider that it can cost a million dollars a day to dock an oil tanker, thus making it more practical to offload oil for free, or in this case, paying people to take it rather than selling it. There is no quote-unquote stop button on oil production. This is going to have ramifications that are going to last for a very long time. This event we are currently in is exposing the normal that we all have been taking for granted for decades. It was normal to purchase food that came from halfway across the world. In a similar vein, American farmers and ranchers are being forced to sell their businesses because their supply chains are breaking down. Millions of pounds of food are literally being thrown away. It was normal for individuals to lobby government officials. Bill Gates is the second largest donor to the World Health Organization. It was normal to label individuals that took counter-narratives to the state as conspiracy theorists, a term coined by, of course, propagated by the CIA after the assassination of JFK. It was normal to get our news from a media cartel, six companies owning 90% of the media, and I believe that number is now down to four. Censorship is now rampant. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn are ghosting anything that goes against the mainstream narrative. People who rely on social platforms are losing their entire networks without a single previous strike. The second largest live stream in YouTube history from London Real was recently banned with David Icke. It was normal to consider a global currency bunkers. Today, many world leaders are now calling for a global currency and one world government. This will be the end of the American Constitution as we know it. It is up to us to reshape the new normal. No matter your beliefs on our current predicament, we are the ones who must establish a world that benefits all of us. We must entrench ourselves in local food security, open and civil dialogue, alternative media, participation in local social programs that help our at-risk populations. No bureaucrat can solve our problems because our problems are extremely dynamic and they require solutions, not from the top down, but from grassroots activists and on the ground knowledge. There is not a one size fits all on this planet. I'm not claiming in any way to have the answers to the challenges we face. 
but I'm taking strides to create the world I want to live in. I invite you to share your thoughts on how we as a global community can overcome these problems that we are now facing. How can we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes and make the new normal so much better than we've been putting up with? End of message. And this comes from Mike Dickinson. Now, why has COVID-19 not reached the most important cities in China? Every country and city is on lockdown. But Beijing was never and yet has penetrated all the borders of the world. Now, check this out. Tokyo has 9.273 million people. New York City, 8.4 million. Very similar. Japan has had 372 deaths from COVID-19. And New York, 16,600. But Tokyo was never locked down. Everybody thinks of Sweden as the only place that never locked down. But Tokyo never did, and some places of China didn't either. Both have had the virus for the same amount of time. So why is New York City's death rate 44 times higher than Tokyo's? Why would New Yorkers be more vulnerable to COVID-19 than Tokyoites? Because hospitals in New York City receive more money for each death attributed to COVID-19. And this is coming from the front lines, from a nurse in New York. New York City orders do not resuscitate. That, of course, will increase the death rate. Also, most patients are being skipped from CPAP and BiPAP and are being intubated instead. A ventilator is the most invasive alternative with a 70 to 83% chance of dying. 80% in New York City, and that's already proven. Patients are alone and afraid and they're giving consent under pressure. Lack of critical thinking here. New York City is laughing about hydroxychloroquine and any other alternative that's being used and proven to be successful around the world and not using it. Could New York City be causing unnecessary deaths in order to inflate COVID-19 deaths? If that's the case, this is murder. The narrative is starting to unravel. And more from New York City. Around 7,000 of the New York City deaths attributed to COVID-19 have been thoroughly investigated to determine if there was another serious life-threatening illness present. Take a deep breath if doing so hasn't been outlawed where you live. 99.2% of those 7,000 New Yorkers who supposedly died from the virus had another antecedent life-threatening illness. For all intents and purposes, that's all of them. If anyone claims a virus causes disease, where is the proof? Ask these three questions. One, is there an electron micrograph of the pure and fully characterized virus? Two, what is the name of the primary specialist peer-reviewed paper which the virus is illustrated and its full genetic information described? And three, what is the name of the primary specialist peer-reviewed paper which provide proof that a particular virus is the sole cause of a particular disease? And of course, we had to talk about Bill Gates of hell once again. For anyone that is still isn't paying attention, Bill Gates lets slip the real reason for the pandemic, i.e. digital certificate of movement, initially on your smartphone. Reading between the lines, this will be 
So, as you are tracked on the 5G control grid and require compulsory vaccinations to keep your certificate valid, the pandemic is initially to restrict our movement, removing our freedom. To regain movement, we will require a digital certificate of movement on a smartphone, eventually on a microchip under the skin. The microchip will be for buying and selling. It will be switched off if you protest the powers that be. In a cashless society, you won't be able to function. The 5G network is to track you, initially by your smartphone, which you have to bring everywhere due to the digital certificate of movement and eventually on your microchip. End goal, total enslavement. The deep state wants to own us like cattle on 5G control grids. They can switch us on and off as they wish. Here is what Gates has said. Eventually, we will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or been tested recently, or when we have a vaccine, who has received it. Now, the following discusses a certificate of movement now required in France. Coronavirus containment, the certificate of movement on a smartphone. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, France is placed in almost total containment, and the population now needs a certificate to move but not necessarily need a printer. The smartphone is enough. To understand the broader context of the digital certificate of movement, it's useful to go back over 10 years to an interview with a former friend of the deep state, Rockefeller family, Aaron Russo. In the interview, he exposes the plans which a member of the Rockefeller family had leaked to him in private. One of the most important pieces of information was that in the future, all humans would be required to have a microchip under their skin, and one of its main purposes would be for buying and selling. Any individual resisting the agenda of the deep state would have their microchip switched off, making it almost impossible for them to function in society. Therefore, given the elite immense control over the population, and I believe this was discussed in the documentary America Freedom from Fascism. Note, the Rockefeller family has also been obsessed with pandemics for years, like Bill Gates. In fact, I think Bill Gates is simply the face. Just like Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and many of these faces that we know in the forefront. They're backed by a bigger family in the background. Of course, to keep your certificate of movement valid, you'll need to keep up with your toxic social engineering vaccines, which will modify your fertility, IQ, lifespan, health, etc., in adverse ways, all under the guise of protecting you against various pathogens. Both the Rockefellers and Gates are known eugenicists and are both heavily involved with vaccines and both have admitted on video that they want the global population down to below 1 billion. It is vital to resist the plants of these parasites. Do not comply. If a significant percentage refuse to cooperate with their agenda, then their agenda will die. I am personally more concerned about those people who are ready, calling Bill Gates a savior, somebody who's putting his money where his mouth is. Those are the people that we should be concerned about. And I keep repeating that the preponderance of cases and deaths and the prolonging of the lockdown seems to be coming from Democrat-run states. Take a look at this. Wuhan virus statistical comparison of Dem versus Rep. Democrat versus Republican control states 
as of April the 20th, 2020. Democratic states, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, California, Michigan, Illinois, Louisiana, Connecticut, and Maryland. Population, 100.4 million. Cases, and this is, of course, a few days ago, 571,161, and deaths, 34,626. The Republican states, Texas, Florida, Ohio, Arizona, Tennessee, Indiana, Missouri, South Carolina, Alabama, and Oklahoma. Population, 103.1 million, almost the same. Cases, 97,150. Deaths, 2,626. Deaths in Democratic states, 13 times more than Republican states. Who benefits more from prolonging the lockdown and from having more deaths? And of course, many of those states that have been poorly run for decades are now claiming that they need funding, blaming the poor financial condition to COVID-19, when in fact, this corruption and poor administration, that is what happens when your state or local government behaves like a socialist country. At one point, other people's money will run out. And guess what? They have bankruptcy at their disposal, but they don't want to use it because they don't want their bond ratings to go down to the point that nobody wants to buy their debt. But of course, they don't want to let a serious crisis go to waste when they can actually beg for more billions. Next time you see a photograph of Bill Gates, I want you to really notice. Usually images where he's pictured at home or in a, an office, he usually has a set of books lying next to him. There's one book that he always features almost as if he's telling us in our faces of what he's doing. It's a book by Daryl Huff titled How to Lie with Statistics. Again, it's almost as if they're telling us exactly what they're doing behind the scenes. They're lying with the statistics. And the following is something I discussed with Celeste Solom from FEMA in one of our recent interviews. 1% control the world. 4% are sellout puppets. 90% of the people are asleep. 5% know and are trying to wake up the 90%. The 1% don't want the 5% waking up the 90%. You get the idea. And here's more from the front lines. Quote, I work at Costco. We have screening questions before we can start a shift already and have to wear masks while open. That is as far as I will go. You will not force me to test myself with proven, quote-unquote, tainted test kits, check my temperature, or any other communist China tactics. This is expletive. This is effing America. We run this country. Our family members died to protect these rights. And because someone waltzed in and told you a fairy tale about a virus killing, quote-unquote, millions, you gave them up so easily. And I'm talking to the people who know who you are. Newsflash, billions have died over time to oppression, genocide, war, protest, and the entire time they fought the elitist bastards that run the world. Try as they did to erase the propaganda, but with increases in technology, the propaganda became stronger. We need to deny ignorance. This is getting close to our last stand, unquote. And I'm sure a lot of you agree with this Costco employee. And this, dear vaxxers, the flu shot did not eradicate the flu. 
In fact, it does little to nothing to prevent the flu each year. So why is the fake news media telling people that this virus, which mutates as fast as the flu, won't go away until we have a vaccine for it? And this is something I've been questioning for the past few weeks and nobody seems to answer. And I've said this before. I'm no more anti-vaxxer than I am anti-soda. At least, soda gives you the ingredients and you can make an informed choice not to drink the soda because it's not healthy. But the problem with vaccines is that there are no safety studies made. There is no legal recourse in the event of damage. There are too many ingredients where even one, if I were to give it to my child by mouth, I could go to jail because it's a poison. Imagine all of the ingredients. And they're being injected into people, especially children, on a daily basis. How many parents have to come out and say, if I had known this, I would not have done it. I feel for you. Or states allowing 12-year-old girls to be vaccinated with Gardasil. Because parents probably would say no, but they put the fear into them that if they don't get vaccinated, they might get cervical cancer. And we already know of so many cases of girls who have been damaged or who have died and without parental consent at the age of 12. And it's becoming more and more obvious. I've said this before, but let me just summarize it, if you didn't know. The Obama administration in 2015, with Dr. Fauci, gave Wuhan, China, $3.7 million. Then, in 2017, Dr. Fauci said... America would have a surprise virus outbreak. Don't tell me this wasn't planned by the deep state. And that's why many people call it the pandemic. Now, some of you are saying, hey, Mel, you're repeating yourself. Sometimes I have to repeat something because I really want to drive the point across. And sometimes in order to do so, you have to make sure you emphasize a point you made before. And this comes from Dr. Judy Mikovits. The pandemic is being misrepresented as if viruses float through the air. Viruses don't float through the air. They don't live on surfaces, especially coronaviruses, much more than an hour. We're being told, wipe down your groceries. This is ridiculous. It's far more plausible that it's the virus that has been injected. This virus didn't spread to 110 countries from a seafood market in China. It's plausible. It's probable that has been in the flu vaccine since 2013-2015. We have no idea, but the flu vaccine is driving the infections. I object to the mask, because if you are carrying these injected viruses and you are wearing a mask, and you activate the virus with things like stress, these dormant viruses will wake up in yourself and you will reinfect yourself with a mask, especially those with asthma, COPD, those living in pollution, there are a lot of cofactors to disease development. Wearing a mask will kill more people than this virus. It is the vaccinated spreading the virus because they are immunocompromised, unquote. Again, this is from Dr. Judy Mikovits, a virologist who worked with Dr. Fauci, and there's a long story that I've discussed before. You should look into it. This is from Bill Mitchell. There's never been a virus hyped to this level, ever. The only factor which is different this time is the man the globalists fear the most. Donald Trump is up for re-election. And their only hope to defeat him is to destroy his economy. And that's what this is about. And let me insert a quick parenthesis here about chemtrails. 
I'm coming to the conclusion that chemtrails blocking the sun has absolutely nothing to do with global warming, but making us sick by blocking the sun. Just had to let that out. And remember the H1N1 quote-unquote pandemic? Well, the H1N1 flu shot contain a lot of ingredients that are known to cause narcolepsy, Guillain-Barre syndrome, autism, paralysis, dystonia, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, cancer, and death. The H1N1 vaccine is now banned in multiple countries, and the vaccine developer has refused to take it. So protect yourself with this knowledge. And after a recent press conference by President Trump, he used the word disinfected, and the how the media misconstrued it or on purpose, implying that he meant people injecting themselves with Clorox or Lysol. And an international chorus of doctors and health experts urge people not to drink or inject disinfectant. But let's examine this. Common vaccine ingredients, thimerosal, is the disinfectant. Formaldehyde is a disinfectant. The President of the United States got media and doctors to admit vaccines are not safe. And now I'm going to give you the seven-step path from pandemic to totalitarianism. There are just seven steps from pandemic declaration to permanent totalitarianism, and many jurisdictions are about to start step five. Listen. Step one, a new virus starts to spread around the world. The World Health Organization, WHO, declares a pandemic. Step two, national, state, provincial, and municipal leaders, as well as public health officials, start daily press briefings. They use it to pump out frightening statistics and modeling asserting the virus has the potential to kill many millions. Step three, and by the way, I'm only reading the summary for each one. It's much more comprehensive. Step three, there is a concerted effort by all levels of government and public health to very rapidly ramp up testing for viral RNA, along with production of personal protective equipment. Step four, when the numbers of cases and deaths start to plateau, local officials claim it's too early to tell whether the virus has finished passing through their population and therefore restrictive measures must continue. Step five, about two or three weeks later, the dramatic increase in testing for viral DNA produces the desired goal of a significant upsurge in the number of people found positive for the virus. Step six, large-scale human testing of many different types of antivirals and vaccines begins. Thanks to a concerted effort from the WHO, Bill Gates, and his collaborators, pharmaceutical and biotech companies, government, and universities. And step seven. Soon the new virus starts another cycle around the globe, just as influenza and other viruses have every year for millennia. Officials again fan the flames of fear by positing the potential for millions of deaths among people not yet protected from the virus. Does this sound far-fetched to you? Unfortunately, it's not. With the arrival of COVID-19, many countries quickly completed steps one, two, and three. Step four is well underway in a large number of jurisdictions. Step five is on track to start in early May. This seems to me no different than in ancient times when a few smart charlatans figured out how to predict eclipses. And then when the startled moon faced masses found that the charlatans were right, 
they, the charlatans, gain power over them. So if the authorities are saying that some people who had COVID-19 recovered, proved negative, and then come back a few days or weeks after saying that they have it again, that means that this quote-unquote virus has mutated. So how is it possible that this COVID-19 will have an effective vaccine if it has an unstable mutation pattern? Isn't the same with the flu? They call it a flu shot. I don't know if they call it a vaccine, but every single year you see it, get the flu shot at your local pharmacy. If it's a vaccine, why does it return every single year? There are multiple strains flying around at any given time. The same thing happens with coronavirus. And about Japan. Japan has no vaccine mandates, yet achieves the healthiest children in the world. Shouldn't we learn from that? And look at the amount of cases that they have in comparison to other, say, Tokyo, and compared to New York City. If Japan does not have a mandated vaccine program and have so little cases and deaths, what could possibly be happening here? Could it be that in places where there's a high incidence of cases is because people have been vaccinated for the flu shot for the past, say, 10 years? And I said this was just a matter of time before this was coming. And today, confirmed by Tyson Foods. Tyson Foods chairman warns the food supply chain is breaking. In recent weeks, the poultry producer has temporarily suspended operations at plants across the country. The same has happened with meatpacking plants. Is it because there's low demand? I doubt it. Again, there's a powerful force out there that's trying to prolong the shutdowns and trying to just create the most amount of death and despair. And remember this, real pandemics don't require faulty virus models, rigged test results, inaccurate reporting, and manipulated death statistics. But psychological operations do. And guess what we're going through, what we're really going through. Is it a pandemic or a psychological operation? And this comes from James Woods. Pennsylvania forced to remove hundreds of deaths from coronavirus death count after coroners raised red flags. And I believe the same is happening in New York City. All of a sudden, people are not dying of cancer, of heart attacks, of flu, but everyone's dying of COVID-19. And even as of right now, The CDC and the WHO have changed their guidelines to say that if someone, without even being tested, is suspected to have had COVID-19 at the time of death, the cause of death is labeled COVID-19. And I keep mentioning and emphasizing how the quarantine will cause more death in the long term than this virus will ever cause. Many scientists are modeling the number of deaths from COVID-19 But who is modeling the number of deaths from quarantine? And there are reports coming out of Stanford and other institutions proving that the number of infected people is about 40 times higher, which means that the death rate is about 0.01 to 0.03%, which is not more than the regular flu. And if this information is already out, why isn't the media talking about it? And why are we still under lockdown orders? That is the $1 million question. But by now, you should have come to your own conclusion. 
This is a coup d'etat in progress. Look, I practice something called radical candor. No matter how uncomfortable the truth is, I'm going to tell it to you. And I know, the truth and what we're going through, it's stressful. It gives us a lot of anxiety and dealing with uncertainty. But as always, I want to leave you with something inspiring, something that you can use to improve your situation right now, no matter where you are around the world. Let go of your stresses. A psychologist walked around a room while teaching stress management to an audience. As she raised a glass of water, everyone expected they'd be asked the half-empty or half-full question. Instead, with a smile on her face, she inquired, How heavy is this glass of water? Answers called out ranged from 8 ounces to 20 ounces. She replied, The absolute weight doesn't matter. It depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute, it's not a problem. If I hold it for an hour, I'll have an ache in my arm. If I hold it for a day, my arm will feel numb and paralyzed. In each case, the weight of the glass doesn't change. But the longer I hold it, the heavier it becomes. She continued, The stresses and worries in life are like that glass of water. Think about them for a while and nothing happens. Think about them a bit longer and they begin to hurt. And if you think about them all day long, you will feel paralyzed, incapable of doing anything. So, it's important to remember to let go of your stresses as early in the evening as you can. Put all your burdens down. Don't carry them through the evening and into the night. Remember to put the glass down. And that's how I wish to end this Corona Chronicles. Because lies are the virus and truth is the cure. And please remember to support this independent media platform by subscribing, if you're not already, at VeritasRadio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe to this channel, and share the video. And there are many other ways in the description in which you can help us continue providing this important material. That's it for this Corona Chronicles. Thanks for listening. I'm Mel Famergus. Until next time, be well. <laughs>